Hello and welcome to another episode of the Female Investors Project, the podcast that breaks down the complexities of investing and the market to help you feel more confident when investing. As always, I am your host Genevieve and today we are going to be looking at what is called a circle of competence. A circle of competence is a concept that was introduced by Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett, two of the biggest, wealthiest and most well-known long-term investors and the whole concept is around investing in the areas whether that's an asset class or an industry or a country that you know best. Now the reason I wanted to cover this in the podcast is that in my most recent episode about my FY21 financial goals I talked about wanting to dive into specific industries and get a broad understanding of what the industries are and then specialize in one. And so the whole point of this exercise for me is to identify what my circle of competence is, which is kind of looking to all of the industries and see where I feel like I can make the most money and invest with the most impact because I understand what I'm investing in the most. And while we do that, I thought that if everyone who's following my journey and listening to the podcast will also be diving into those industries, we can start looking at all of these industries and the kind of different areas of investing we can do and then define where your circle of competence is. And the reason why understanding a circle of competence is so important is that you get a competitive advantage over other investors when you are consistently monitoring the investments you've made and then looking out for cues in the market when to buy more or to sell etc. So let's define what a circle of competence is. It's as I said before an area or an industry. It's generally an industry but we can expand it for the sake of like being beginner investors to other areas as well. So it's an industry or an area that meets two main criteria. The first criteria is that you are good at it, which means that you can understand how a company or an industry operates down to the detail. And it's fundamentally understanding how does this company or the companies within this industry make money. If we wanted to like expand it to other asset classes, we can ask the question, for example, for in the case of crypto, how does crypto make money? How does the crypto market move? And that kind of thing. And you need to understand this into extreme detail. You really need to be across what moves this industry, this company, this market. Then the second criteria is that you need to enjoy it. I find that a lot of the time there are things that we enjoy and things that we're good at. You kind of need to find the middle ground and for the sake of finding your circle of competence not only do you need to be good at it but you need to really enjoy it you need to enjoy the learning process staying on top of what's happening in the market and this is important because as I said before we want to be tracking and monitoring how the market is moving and how things are responding to movements in the industry or in the market and the faster you can respond and keep monitoring any cues that will make the market move the faster you can respond the better price you're going to get 
whether you're looking to sell or to buy in response to the cues that you're getting from the market. And so this is why understanding your circle of competence is important. You want to be able to recognize whatever is moving in the market before the average investor does. So what you will often find is if you're reading financial media or if you're scrolling through your finance Instagrams and stuff, you're going to find a lot of media that's going to be material to the market, which means that any information that is going to trigger investors to buy or sell, that's what we call material information. And you'll find that by the time that information has hit your Instagram, that's generally already priced in. Not necessarily, like it depends how early on you've seen it. But once a big piece of information hits the AFR, the people who read it first are going to act on it. And so if you're not completely on top of what's happening in the market, you are likely going to react on a price that's less favorable. However, If you can see the triggers that lead up to a big piece of information going into the market, you can predict what's going to happen if you really understand what's going on and respond to that information before everyone else does. And that means that you're going to be able to make money off movements in the market. So I've been talking very generally here about a circle of competence In the way that Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger use it, they're looking at specific companies. So with Berkshire Hathaway, what they do is they have a specific circle of competence, for example, the airline industry. And then they look at all of the companies within the airline industry and pick out the one or the two that meet all of their criteria for a good company. This is what we've spoken about before about... um, key fundamentals like do they have a competitive advantage do they have good management and that can be at the board level or at the executive c-suite level do they have good financials to back up the good product and do they have like the market share so there are lots of things that you need to consider once you're looking in the detail of the companies etc to really narrow down on whether a company is worth investing in For me personally, I haven't been able to get into that kind of detail in any of the companies I would invest in because right now I'm taking a more generalist approach and I don't want to go looking into specific companies and I wouldn't be stock picking companies because I feel like I don't have the competence to stock pick specific companies. However, Understanding a circle of competence for me may be narrowing down on a specific industry and then investing in one of the many ETFs that cover that industry. So I'll give you an example. If I was really interested in ESG, right, environmental social governance, if I was really interested in ESG, then, and and I am, by the way, then not only do I go and just randomly pick an ETF that says that they do ESG, what I want to do is get a range of ETFs that cover companies that have good ESG. And then I want to look in to the ETFs and the contents of these ETFs. So 
um, we're looking at the difference between negative and positive screening. So when we're looking at ETFs in the ESG space, we can have negative screening, which means that you're filtering out companies that have a bad impact or a bad criteria that you don't want within the companies that you're invested in. And this can include things like, do they invest in coal? They're automatically excluded. And that's negative screening. And then you can have positive screening, which is actively looking for the best companies that are doing the best things in the ESG space. So it's more effort. It's It includes things like talking to management, seeing what's going on there. It's like a more intricate approach to the ESG space right so when I'm looking at ESG ETFs I don't want to go and pick the first one that's available or the one that I found the easiest to find if I really think that my circle of competence is in the ESG space then I can go first of all select an ETF across the hundreds of ETFs that exist and the dozens that exist in the ESG space to find the one that I think has the best companies in that space that are doing the best things for the environment, etc. So you can do this too for your investments. If you really like companies in the real estate space, then you can start looking at the different ETFs that invest in companies that do real estate and really understand how the ETF works, right? So we don't need to tie ourselves to companies or find a specific circle of competence and then feel like we need to decide on a company specifically. We can use this as a broader term to think about where is your competence as a beginner investor and what kind of companies do you want to invest in? without having to commit to specific companies because we know that when we're investing in specific companies that generally is associated with higher risk because you're putting all of your eggs in one basket. On a side note, nothing is stopping you from taking an ETF approach for most of your portfolio and then having a small bucket of individual shares on the side if that's what you want to do and if you want to start delving into your circle of competence a little bit more. So another thing about this, what I was talking about in exploring your circle of competence is that, so once again, going back to my example of investing in ESG, and ESG isn't an industry, but it's a kind of tag that a lot of companies are focusing on at the moment. So if I am looking at trends in the ESG space, I'm going to be able to predict if it is my circle of competence and I understand what makes companies who have a focus on ESG move. That's going to allow me to buy or sell more when I think that there's going to be a big movement. As a long-term investor, I'm not necessarily, and especially with ETFs, I'm not necessarily going to sell because I know that there's generally an upwards trend in ETF and I have a long-term approach. But what's really important is if I realize that, oh, there's actually something that's going to detract from the growth in this area for at least a couple of years, then that maybe is my cue to sell. If I know that that's going to stagnate for a couple of years and my money could be used better elsewhere and grow, 
and then jump back in as soon as I know when there's going to be growth again. I mean, as always, there's going to be ups and downs and you're going to make mistakes along the way. But what you want to do is with all your investments, you want to make a theory on what is going to happen with your investments and you want to back that theory 100%. And this is why staying within your circle of competence is so important because if you really understand what's going on in the industry, you're going to be able to make a theory that makes sense and you're also going to be able to stick to it and also, and most importantly, not be afraid to change your mind because you understand what the market movers are. It's really important when you're an investor of any level to recognize when it's time to sell and like cut your losses by not holding on to a stock that you think that you really liked 10 months ago but is now tanking and has no reason to go up again. If it's there's been a big reputational hit if there's another competitor who's come out with a new competitive advantage you don't want to hold on to stocks that you know kind of from what you observe and your cues are in the market that you know isn't going to grow and the reason why it's important to stay within your circle of competence is that if you don't understand what's happening in the market number one you're less likely to pick up on these cues And then either take a loss or buy at a really high price. But also you just don't want to feel discouraged from making bad investment choices. And not not bad, maybe just not as accurate as they could have been. So it's really important that you stick to what is in your circle of competence. Now, another thing that I would like to add is that with circle of competence, it's really interesting how quickly you can get outside your circle of competence without noticing what's gone on. So when you're doing research into ETFs in the ESG space, for example, you might see a lot of mention of companies in the energy industry, right? And companies who are doing a lot for the energy industry. And so then you start to read up a lot about companies in the energy industry because you're looking at what is good ESG practice. What you need to be really careful of is not then taking energy companies and saying I've read enough about them to include them in my circle of competence. What's really important and tricky about your circle of competence is that you can't expand it overnight. It takes a lot of practice And if you barely understand what's happening in the ESG space, you can't read up on a couple of companies and then feel like you've got the handle of energy companies as well. And it's really tricky because when you are reading up on a lot of companies in that space, you can feel like you have a handle of what's going on. And that's often not the case. So what you need to be really careful of is that you have a very defined limit of what you actually know and what you can actually think about in terms of those two criteria, really understanding the company or the companies within an industry, what drives their revenue, what drives their market base, 
is this industry or asset class in a growth phase or is it dying? Is it just being hyped up by the media? There are lots of things, but you need to really be interested in what you're investing in as well and keep on tracking it. Even even if you expect to hold on to this stock for a long time, don't lose track of it. Don't let it just sit in your portfolio and make less money than you could have made somewhere else if you were actively tracking what you're doing. To summarize, today we've looked at our circle of competence. That is the area that we understand best and we actually enjoy researching. The purpose of understanding our circle of competence is that we want to be able to follow the cues that are happening in the market and be able to respond to those cues, whether it's buying more, whether it's selling more, whether it's readjusting your portfolio. And you need to be extremely careful of staying within your circle of competence and not getting a false sense of security by looking into companies that are in an adjacent space and then jumping into those companies or those industries without understanding all of the drivers. On a final note, I think that it's really important for you guys to think about you can't expect to define your circle of competence overnight, but you want to start asking yourself questions like, all right, what companies am I interested in? What brands do I use all the time? And who holds those companies? Are these companies that I can be invested in? So if you really like makeup, maybe you should start looking at companies in the beauty industry. If you really like shoes, you should start looking at the retailing industry. Get creative with the things that surround you and start looking at brands more as companies and you'll see a really easy expansion of the investable universe and you'll be able to find your circle of competence like that. I've found that often my circle of competence is tied to my work because I am in that space all the time. I'm looking at the drivers, I'm looking at what happens in my work in response to the news that comes out, whether that's retail, whether that's hospitality. You can really start to notice what's within your circle of competence when you start to think about what is around you and what you use and are interested in. As we move closer and closer to my episodes on industry, And thank you to all of the people who have already sent in messages about the industries that they'd like to see. I am researching them as we speak and I'm super excited. As we go and look at all of these industries in more detail, I would advise you to start thinking about what you're interested in. Let me know what you're interested in and we can dive into them first. If you want to hear more from the female investors, aka me, You can follow me on Instagram. I also have a closed group on Facebook called the Female Investors Community. I am so sorry I haven't been posting, but I will be. Keep investing, stay curious, stay creative with your investing, and you will hear from me next week. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening. Everything you heard today was general in nature and a reflection of my personal experience and opinions only. None of it is financial advice. I'm not a licensed financial advisor, so please contact one if you need to before making any big financial decisions. 
I'm all about making smart, well thought out decisions with your money. So do your own research before considering any stocks or products I may mention on the podcast. Oh, and don't forget any legal and tax implications that may arise from your investing adventures. I hope you had fun. See you next time.